<laughs> Those effing C words. Changing confidence, child. Two words that are so scary they may as well be personal. Let's talk about it. On this podcast, we'll share our stories about hardship and starting over, making professional pivots, ending relationships and friendships, and having the confidence to navigate change. I'm Marcia Cork, the change coach, and this is Ooh, Those FNC Words. Hello, hello, MCs. Happy Friday. I'm Marcia Cork. Welcome to another episode of Ooh, Those FNC Words. So there is one name you need to know to get social in the DMV. That's Jennifer Ward, known on Facebook as Jennifer Leah, founder of the DMV Does social group on Facebook. DMV Does is a 20,000 plus member social group founded to connect individuals and families across the DC, Maryland and Northern Virginia cities that make up the DC and Baltimore metro areas, the DMV. And that makes Jennifer the face of the brand. I reached out to Jennifer after seeing her posts very openly about her weight loss journey. She told me about a medically supervised regimen she's doing um, and and her provider, Dana Rader. So Dana Rader is the owner of the Boutique Wellness and Medical Spa in Crofton, Maryland, just minutes from my house. So I'll be paying a visit there very soon. (laughs) Dana is doctorally prepared, board certified family nurse practitioner with over 20 years experience as a healthcare provider. So today we're talking about change after weight loss or weight gain. I want to talk about the mental and emotional weight we carry alongside physical change, how that can shake our confidence, and more importantly, how to get that confidence back, okay? So this is another conversation where thankfully we get to see both sides of the coin, as I like to say, because we're going to talk entrepreneurship, but we're also going to have some very relatable conversations about change in a way that we don't really talk about you know, related to weight gain, related to weight loss, to that being change and grief and a loss of identity. So it, it, it really is a bigger deal than any of us. It, it really is a bigger deal than any of us really ever want to admit. So we're going to have that conversation today. All right. Thank you, ladies, for joining me. I'm so excited. We finally get to have this conversation. <laughs> it's been some weeks in the making. So thank you for being here. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having us. Thank you for having yeah. me. So what we're going to do is I think we're going to jump right into your story, Jennifer. We'll start with, you know, just talking about weight loss, weight gain over the years. I don't know if you've done any yo-yoing. I know I have. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to throw you out there alone. I'm going to share my story, you know, alongside yours. So tell me about it. Does it start from childhood? Did it start in adulthood? Where does this weight loss journey begin for you? Um, so let me just start by saying I used to be very active um, in the gym. What I, I was very mindful of what I ate um, prior to moving to this area. I moved here 11 years ago. Okay. So weight loss wasn't necessarily something I had to think about because I was always, you know, motivated. I was always out um, mm-hmm. and I was around a lot more people who saw health and wellness as a, a priority. Okay. So, so I moved here and I, and I, what I will say is that um, adjusting to a new city um, and trying to uh, add a new job, mm. being social, all of that stuff, I, I would say that for me was why I gained weight. You know, then I've been okay. in relationships and different experiences. So for me, I was always confident. It was just 
try, you know, losing motivation to really mm. lifestyle um, change, yeah, lifestyle right. change and transitions yeah. in life and things like that. I do come from a family who has diabetes. My mom okay. has diabetes. My grandmother, who uh, recently passed, had diabetes. So for me, I, it, it was always in my brain to make sure you work out, make sure you eat well. Yeah. Um, and then I would say five years ago when I started DMV Does, where I became a little bit more social, I was always out. I was always out eating and drinking and working late. Hmm. Really. Um, mm-hmm. The motivation to go to the gym kind of that basically went away and the motivation to, to start this group, be out socially all the time, making connections. I think the priority from, from you know, staying in shape really changed. Like, it, it, you know, and I, and I tell Dana this all the time, like being motivated to work out is so hard for me because you might spend so much time socially. You know what I mean? Like you might spend so much time socially out drinking or yeah. Someone's always inviting me to a brunch or happy hour or something yeah. social. It has food. That's um, big around here. Yeah. Always going out to dinner. Brunch yeah. thing in the DMV. Yeah. Yep. And the yep. buffet. So I, I would say, just to kind of wrap that up, but I would say brunch was like king. Brunch is king here, but it also, if you go on a buffet every weekend, every mm-hmm. Saturday, not Saturday and Sunday, then you go on a happy hour. And with age, right? With age and hormones mm-hmm. and everything like that. Yeah. Really, I think for me, the last five years have been the most difficult. And, and I've definitely gained weight um, from what I've noticed. Uh, it was really has been the challenge for me. Okay. And that makes sense. You know, that, especially since coming off of the pandemic, I would say that's where I put all of my weight back on. Yeah. I've, I've kind of gone up and down over the years as well. And um, I, you know, tend to put the blame on the husband and the kids because there's more in the house that I would ever purchase for myself. If it was just me, I wouldn't have most of the things in the house that, that mm-hmm. we have. But there are snacks and his um, palate yeah. <laughs> and the stuff that he comes in the house with. It's, I'm easily tempted. So I've struggled with it more over the past few years, but the pandemic mm-hmm. really just, I, I gained about 35 pounds mm-hmm. after the pandemic. Not during the pandemic. I was yeah. actually losing weight from previous weight gain <laughs> During the pandemic. Okay. And then afterward, the move, the the readjusting once we got here, that's when it all kind of piled on. So I know lifestyle change can can definitely do it. And that was probably what we were doing the most was ordering food. It was more convenient to get it, you know, ordering food, curbside delivery. And that was the only thing that we could really enjoy. Right. Because we're not doing any of the things that we used to do socially. So food was it. So, yeah, I feel you on that. But so, okay, so more in adulthood. um, Yeah. Say that's the case for me as well. Have you ever had, though, any negative thoughts or negative body image over the years, teenage years? Yeah. So I would say I went to all white school growing up. Right. And I was skinny. So for me, the challenge was growing up in the hood, right? Growing up in the hood in the inner city, mm-hmm. then going to all white school. So I looked more like the girls I went to school with rather than the people in my neighborhood. Mm-hmm. So it's funny because I I was like, you know, I, I always wanted to be thick, I, you know, because I, I wasn't thick. So I remember I, when I was in my, you know, teenage and in my 20s, I was like, mm-hmm. I want to be thick because all the boys were looking at the girls who were thick because mm-hmm. I didn't I didn't have that, right? <laughs> I didn't have I didn't have a butt. I didn't have anything. Mm-hmm. So I, I think for me, my, my 
my I wanted to be more curvier because I looked yeah. more um, more European. I had more of a European shape. I feel like okay. so. Yeah, I mean, what what I will say, moving to the DMV um, was very helpful for me to see the different shapes and sizes with women of color mm -hmm. um, and things like that. And being skinny was cool, but you could also you know, enjoy eating and yeah. have a little body and, and, and that's more of a cultural thing. But so I will say growing up, it was a little different. Like I had more of the, I wanted to be curvier and you know what I mean? Cause I, that wasn't yeah. my body type as a teenager. And if you don't mind, I want to have you jump on in too, Dana, body confidence, body image. When did you become body conscious? How, how what was that like for you growing up? So I actually had the opposite effect. Uh, I had struggled with my weight starting in middle school. Okay. Uh, it was a combination of hormones, going through puberty, yeah. being more sedentary. I, I was pretty much a tomboy. Then I got into video games. I was a video game nerd. Okay. So sitting in a house playing video games, you know, our parents at that time, food was a reward. So going out to the buffet every weekend, you know, have enough money for us to get seconds. So it was eating more, doing less, and I gained weight. And um, so it came with the it came with the attention that I didn't want. Mm. You know, so that I had the opposite effect. I started developing curves that I did not like. Started developing attention from boys and unfortunately men, mm. which really made me very self conscious about my body. And um, eventually, I got to the point where I. I, I had not aged out of, but I, I guess weighed out of juniors, junior sizes. Okay. Um, I remember distinctly and um, I couldn't fit the biggest size in juniors. And my mom was like, well, you're gonna have to come over and shop over with me, baby. And I was like, so if you know anything about the nineties and you know, the women's section, there was nothing stylish for curvy women. Yeah. It was all mom jeans, mm -hmm. uh, denim vests, you know, culottes. Yeah. It was nothing stylish in there. Definitely and very different today. Exactly. Nothing exactly. that, you know, a 13, 14 year old wanted to wear to school. Right. So, you know, I'd, I'd settled for sweatpants, you know, sweatshirts. And I started my own, like, let me not take eat seconds, you know, let me start doing jumping jacks in my room. You know, we didn't have, you know, social media back then. So, you know, I had to think about what I saw adults doing to lose weight, mm -hmm. you know, walking outside. And so and how old were you? I was, I was 13, 13, okay. 13. And so, you know, and so from then on, I was very conscious about my body. I lost a lot of weight. I actually lost a little too much weight. Um, saw myself in the picture and I was like, oh, wait, I, I think I got too skinny, you know, so this is, these mm -hmm. are thoughts going through my head and like, you know, 14, 15 years old. Um, so mm -hmm. I, so it's, it's, uh, it's a catch. And, you know, it's, it's sad that I had to think about that, that young. Um, but the slimmer I was, the less attention I got for my body. Yeah. Um, also I was able to wear cuter clothes and, um, I felt better about myself. So I, I had this, I was very conscious about my body from an early age, Whereas, you know, other people around me, they were they were very slim, like naturally slim. And yeah. so I've seen over the years like a shift that, that they were gaining weight. And then I was like maintaining because I would I would be very sometimes a little, you know, a little obsessive about if I gain, yeah. like, you know, 10, 15 pounds and then like, oh, no, I need to stop it. But I've been conscious of it such a young age. Yeah. So, and then um, when I had my first daughter, I also gained like 70 pounds because, okay. you know, I just thought you literally eat for two, but you don't. So, and that, you know, that. that helped me again to be like, okay, I don't know what happened here, but you know, let me get on it. So, 
Yeah. So I've, I've always had that from from early on. I've always had that kind of consciousness about my body and my weight just because of the, the changes that happened to me so young. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that puberty will do it. That's for sure. That's when I know I started putting on weight. I didn't um, I wasn't overweight and I was still relatively active. I've never been an athlete, but I was active. I just remember that at 13, I used to wear glasses and my mother um, hinted that I was putting on weight. And she said, you know what? You've been wanting to wear contacts for a while. How about if you lose X amount of weight, you get these contacts? Yeah, yeah. Now, when I think back, that, that is exactly how that unfolded. And I was like, okay, let's do it. Mm-hmm. So that, uh, right, right around that age, 13, is you know when we started to put on that puberty-related weight. I think my daughter gained about 20 pounds when she, but she was already very thin. So, you know, she was still at a healthy weight once she gained it. But yeah, pu- puberty will do it. That's for sure. So, okay. So I, I wanted to, to, to jump back to our childhoods for a bit, but I want to come back. So Jennifer, this weight gain is all kind of starting around the time that you're starting the yeah. MDS, right? Yeah. So and I was gonna think, yeah, because in my, you know, I was really in shape up until my mid thirties. I'm 40 now. And, you know, at 35, I, that's when I feel like when the weight gain happened. So I would, you know, there, there, are, there are people who are, are, their metabolism is really fast. They yeah. think they can eat it all, eat everything. And then, you know, when you get it to a certain place in your life or a certain age, you're like, I can't, you know, you, then you realize the that weight. Was 28 for me. Yeah. So for me, it, I was a late bloomer. So I really didn't start gaining weight until mid 30s. So, okay. so then with that, you know, I was always used to being skinny, always used to being lean. Mm-hmm. You know, I, was, I taught Zumba for a while, you know, so I mm-hmm. really was like very mode. I, w- I wouldn't eat cer- certain foods. I was a vegetarian. And then you get social, you know, yeah. then you're around people, and you train, like, you know, life transitions yeah. and you're doing things, eating bread, things I would never have eaten, <laughs> chicken, you know, and you do some of those things, you know, and that's what happened. Like, you know, and I with again, I used to go to the gym two times a day sometimes. Oh, and yeah. then, but then I, I kind of never I, been that girl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Then you switched it. I switched it. And I use instead of me going to the gym, it was me, you know, starting happy hour or doing brunch. Mm-hmm. So that's why I was telling Dana this. That's why I like to keep it when I do events now. I, I'm trying to do more social, but wellness mm-hmm. stuff too. Like I like working out with people. So yeah. for me, my weight stuff had a lot to do with my as my adulthood. And for me, the negative experiences growing up was more I was not curvy enough. I was not. You know, so that that was like my negative perception. Like mm-hmm. I was not, you know, I wasn't what the men wanted in my neighborhood because I was too skinny or I looked like I had a white girl body. You know, I've had comments. People say, you know, you're a black woman in a white girl's body or something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. But I was more that stuff that I dealt with. Yeah. And I was like, I was yearning to be that, like, you know, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like the jet it- model, the swimsuit of the week. <laughs> I wanted to be that girl. So right. that was my stuff. And that's why I wanted, that's why I titled this change after weight loss or weight gain, because just, you know, for some of us, we're wanting to lose weight, but for many of us, we're wanting to gain weight. I know that was a conversation um, I would have with my cousin growing up. She always would, she liked that I was curvy. I liked that she she was slim, but curvy, you know, Mm -hmm. she was, she was thin. 
And she knew she wanted to, um, you know, she started doing the milkshakes to put on Wade and Mm -hmm. And I would tell her, you're going to regret that eventually. Mm-hmm. One day, one yep. day. It's going catch to up with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it did. And it did. So, mm-hmm. so yeah. So I want to talk about b- both of those things, weight loss yeah. and weight gain. Yeah. And so how did that, did that impact you being the face of the brand? Because oh, you oh are God. the face of the, of the DMV Does brand. Yeah. So let me, let me back up a little bit. So one thing about COVID, it, for me and for many of us in the group, people weren't able to go order, people weren't able to go out to eat. We weren't able to do some Mm -hmm. of those things. So at the beginning of COVID, we were doing a lot of walks. We were doing a lot of hiking, Okay. you know, after work. Um, So many of us were trying to lose weight and be social, but then, Mm -hmm. you know, if that's not your thing and you really want to go back to being in the bars or the clubs or whatever, it's hard to do. Um, At the same time, (laughs) I I feel like um, like the, the conversation about weight loss is just so difficult. Because with, with me, it was like, I want to lose weight, but I want to be social. But when I started DMV Does, I didn't really think of it like a brand. I just thought of it as a group to get together. Mm. To so I wasn't really thinking about what I looked like. That wasn't really my thing. Like I was, it just, first of all, I was a DMV Does, it started off as DMV Does Brunch. And it was just women getting together to do brunch, having okay. a good time. So we changed our name six months after we started. Now you know what? Let me let me let you talk about that a little bit more. So so that yeah. people know what we're talking about. Talk about the history of DMV does. So so start back. Give me give me some years. Give us a timeline. Okay. Or okay. when yeah. the brunch was started to present date. So um December 2020, 2018, a girlfriend of my, and I used to always go to brunch. Okay. We used to always go to brunch every Sunday. I used to go to church at Alfred Street Baptist Church in Virginia. Yeah. After church, we would meet in DC for brunch. And we said, you know what? And then it started, we started inviting people. And then it just turned into like 20 people. Um, we were like, you know what? This would be a good time. And my parents are from um, Alabama, right? So okay. for me, Sundays were like eating together, fellowshipping together, having a good yeah. time. Mm-hmm. Although we're from Boston, I, I still had that. I need to get together with people in fellowship. Okay. So it turned into every Sunday, we were always finding a new spot to hang out. So we said, you know what? Why don't we start a group? Why don't we, you know, why don't we start a group to just talk about dating at the time? You know, many of us are single. Let's talk about adjusting to the area. Let's talk about our social life. Let's talk about work. Because many of us were transplants to the area. We needed Mm -hmm. a place, a safe place because our coworkers weren't really hanging out with us. So we really need a space to just connect. And it was mostly women. So six months, so so we had our, we said December, 2018, we had our first brunch at Farmers and Distillers in Georgetown. So Farmers, Fishers, Bakers in Georgetown, okay. March 2018. So we, we consider that our anniversary, March, uh, you know, March of every year, that's our anniversary, March 20th. Okay. So yeah, so it was just a group of, to connect, to, you know, get together, talk, and then the group kept growing and it, it stopped being well, just brunch. Friends, bring, friends bringing friends. Yeah. Okay. And it, it, okay. six months into that, it stopped being brunch. We started doing Taco Tuesday. We started doing like just happy hour. So it just turned into this, this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, people kept joining the group. And then we, you know, I started adding uh, admins to the group on the team. 
Okay. And then so it are, is officially a Facebook group at this point? Yeah, it's officially okay. a Facebook group. Yeah. So um, it just it just turned into this huge thing that like this, I, I just wanted a place because I knew how hard it was for me to transition to the area for people to just get together. And okay. I feel like now we're one of the most sought out groups on Facebook, especially in the DMV. Yeah. To connect, to, people are doing business with the group. They're promoting their products, their services. Um, people are hosting events, meetups. So people, or I have, I'm new to the area and I have a question. Like, I feel mm -hmm. like God put this vision in my heart and it's like, to see it happening every day, people connecting. Yeah. And, you know, we're helping people sell out events and like, it's just like this thing. You're you connecting know, people. And there's, and there's questions, you know, with health questions. I mean, it's just, it's just so like, it's helpful, not just socially, but like mm -hmm. overall health, people reach out for support, mental health. Yeah. I mean, it's, I to me, it's, someone, a, it's a movement. Yeah. Yeah. I saw someone ask about their car getting repossessed and yeah. just asking for guidance to get their car, to recover their car. Just yeah. all kinds Legal. of things. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. it's, Legal it's advice. amazing. It's amazing. It's amazing. And, and so I, when did it grow? When did it grow? Because you said this is 2018. So we're talking, you know, a I couple would, of dozen yeah. women. <laughs> I would say, um, pandemic we really we really doubled in size i was looking at some numbers we were at like nine thousand people june 2021 we were at um nine thousand people now we're at twenty one thousand people you know in a you know well, over a year mm -hmm. wow I, I would say that the pandemic because people were looking for you know a space they couldn't go out people were isolated yeah. People were dealing with depression. People were, you know, they wanted the, the social um, support. So people joined DMV Does because at the time we started doing Zooms, like virtual happy hours. Okay. So I feel like people were like, I'm new to the area. Mm -hmm. I'm here. Now it's the pandemic. Where do I go to connect with people? Where do I go to date? <laughs> Where do I go to, you know, find a job? So I really think during the pandemic, we really saw an increase in our membership. People just wanted to connect with people. They were, you know, they couldn't be outside. We couldn't do happy hour. Yeah. So the place just to discuss what's going on, talk about your weekend, talk about business. It really turned into like this massive place for empowerment and connection. Yeah. And that's where we are today. Okay. Well, that makes more sense because now that makes sense for you to say you didn't, you didn't intend to be the face of the brand. It wasn't Absolutely. a brand at the time. It was really just a few Agreed. friends getting together for brunch and then yeah. inviting friends and inviting friends and that growing. Right. So, up, and then I guess I, I wanted to say, cause I thought that maybe this was started, you know, 2011, 2014, something <laughs> like that. Mm -hmm. I didn't know it was still relatively new. Yeah. So this was not quite not quite the way social media is now where you have to be seen and heard you know you're doing reels and all the you know all these types of um just really having to be seen so that right. wasn't the case then it was more just posts just yep. pictures and conversations and 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 flyers of right. probably some of your meetups and things yeah, like that Yep, definitely. Or, you know, if, if people connected with someone or connected with me, I feel like, you know, once somebody met me or met other people on my team, they were sold. They, you know, they were like, okay, I love it. I want to be down. Yeah, and yeah. some people um, were, we were, I was already in other social groups. So some people and I kind of, you know, they knew about the group and they, some people just followed me over 
to my own group. Like we, you know, we were all, a lot of us were in like bigger social groups that were kind of like ratchet or like, you know, it was okay. fun, entertainment. Okay. We, we kind of <laughs> moved it over to doing stuff, like actually doing, you know, fun connection, networking things. So I you know there are people who been with me from day one. Mm-hmm. Came okay. from other so how so now that brings us to present day then and Ooh. now you are officially the face of the brand. <laughs> it's funny because ooh. <laughs> um I it's something that I struggle with because I don't again I don't see myself as the face of the brand. I just see mm-hmm. myself as the visionary. I wanted this thing and now it's big. Mm-hmm. I will say it, it has come with positive um Feedback, but it also has come with negative feedback because you know, when, I, when I started to gain weight, people noticed that. Like people like, oh, she's not, she's not as whatever she or if I'm not, you know, polished or my hair's not done or if, mm-hmm. you know, so somebody sees me in that that light, it could be yeah. taken the wrong way or people could drag me and which which has happened. This so is precisely what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. like the body shaming and mm-hmm. all that other stuff. So. It really, it, I think, and when I talk with other people who are who have massive platforms, or um, you know, it just comes with the territory, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, um, yeah. like some people are mean. Like some people are mean, or you know, now that the group has grown so big, I have to make hard decisions. I have to remove people from the group. I have to manage the group. I have yeah. to moderate things. So that can make people angry too, right? So. Um, you know, it, it's come with, you know, she thinks she's all that, you know, she thinks she's mm. not that cute or whatever it is. But I think, you know, at first when you experience it, it's very like, wow, you know, you take, you're like, oh my God, I can't believe that happened to me. But like, after a while, yeah. you're like, you know, it just comes with the territory. These people mm-hmm. don't know you. They don't have connected with you in that way. And, you know, there are going to be people who are, are going to be upset or angry mm-hmm. for the people in the group for the wrong reason or you know their angle isn't my angle and that's okay um mm-hmm. so it, it you really you know when you have a platform this big you really have to have tough skin yeah unfortunately um and you really and at the same time you got to be on your p's and q's like you got to be like tight and that's why working with dana for me was like you know i don't have the motivation necessarily to work out but I believe in, you know, anything that's um, medically supervised, mm-hmm. I really help. if that's going to help me get to where I need to go, mm-hmm. then we can add on the other stuff. We can add on the fitness. We can add on the gym stuff as we go. But for, that, okay. that's why it's very important. And it, I turned 40 in uh, July. I really had to, you know, I'm 40 now. I'm planning a wedding. I really got to get this tight. Like, I really got to be. You know, my hair got to be tight, my body got to be tight, um, because not only are there people watching me, but there are people who are using, you know, basically motivated by my story or motivated by by the group. Absolutely. You're an example. That's how we connected. Yeah. That's how we connected. I was new to the group, literally, probably not even two weeks. And I saw that post. So, yeah, yeah. And Mm -hmm. I'm, and I'm going through the same thing. So, you know, everybody's telling me um, that's the place to go to get social. But the one of the first posts I see are of you talking about um, I wanted was injections. Yeah. Is that what it, okay. And I I was like, wow, she's well. No, you didn't say injections yet. You just talked about the weight loss. 
Yes. And that's what made me ask you because you said medically supervised. So I thought it was ideal protein. Do you remember that? I reached out and asked. Because that's what I did. And that was, and I was successful with ideal. Now it, it really required some discipline, but it worked and it came, the weight came off the way that they said it would. So when you mentioned your success, that's the first thing I thought of and my clinic closed. So I thought, Okay, she knows where where to go. <laughs> let me let me ask her. So I reached out to yeah. you about that. So now that brings us full circle now. So tell me about your relationship with Dana. How did you two connect? I'm assuming through the group, but tell you me know, how, how well, Yeah, so her, her fiance and I have known each other for years. Uh, and okay. you and I did not meet until, you know, I think we we were uh socially socially connected on on um Facebook, but we hadn't met and I believe he came to he came to a couple events, and then that's okay. when we really connected. He was always very supportive of doing he does. Okay. And then he brought Dana to an event, so he brought Dana to an event, and that's what. And when he would post her, I was like, "Oh, she's beautiful." I would like, you know, you know, encourage him. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so we connected in DMV does at an event, and then again, these social groups you connect, you know, you. Mm-hmm. you Friends making connections at events, you would see each other at events. Okay, her, you know, her legs are to die for, and I was like, Look, Uh, I already have leg envy because that's about the things that we don't like about ourselves. It's my leg, so I always have leg envy. Yeah, so so then you heard her, her fiance came, he does a a landscaping business, and you know, uh, so he came out and, and you know, he did a couple members in the groups. They're landscaping and then came and um to the house here. Mm-hmm. And I was like, anything I could do to support you or from her, and we've been connected ever since. Awesome. All right. Well, that's a great segue. So Dana, tell us about integrate wellness. That's the okay. name. So integrate, yeah, integrate Met Spine Wellness Center. So um it's pretty much uh so just background on me. So I've been a advanced practice nurse for 20 years and um I'm specializing in family, but my area of specialty is women's health. That's that's my passion. That's what I love. Okay. So um, over the years, I mean, I kind of knew that I wanted to do my own practice because I just wanted to be able to care for patients in my way. I wanted to have mm-hmm. more control of my schedule, okay. um, more control of what I offered, um, you know, what I did for my patients. Because I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm normally, I'm a personable person and I connect mm-hmm. with my patients and I have a patient that have followed me. Um, for years, for over the last decade, to so multiple places, okay. um, just because I I really enjoy like helping people. I really enjoy helping people get better, be healthy, you know, mm-hmm. be happy. Uh, and so during a pandemic, I just the pandemic burnt me out. And so mm-hmm. something I love to do, I was just dreading going to it because unlike everyone else, there was no teleworking for us. There was no, you know, there was no, you know, working from home or virtual. We went in, I was in the clinic, I was in urgent care. You couldn't not see patients. You know, I had pregnant patients, they had to be seen. Um, And at the same time, I saw the worst side of medicine because, you know, people were out, people were sick. Um, They didn't care. They you, they just needed you there to see patients. So you're you're going through patients. Um, you see the worst side of, of humans because people come in um, knowing they're sick. 
you know, exposing other people, but you know, they want their you know, child's physical or they need their medication renewed, you know, or they're upset they waited three hours um, or they can't bring their loved one back, even though we're limiting patients. So it was just so much that I was like, um, I just felt in my spirit, like, you know, I feel like, God, you're you're pushing me to do something. What is it? Yeah. And I knew I wanted to do something I love. And so I love aesthetics. I've always loved aesthetics. I love beauty. I love regenerative aesthetics. I love like keeping ourselves as young and as healthy as possible. Um, I mean, I've been using like eye cream since like 25 because I thought about wrinkles in my 20s. You know, I thought about, you know, maintaining my weight. I wanted to make sure that, you know, when I look good, I want to look like, you know, Angela Bassett. I want to look like, you know, Tina Turner, I want to look like somebody that they're like, oh, wow, I don't believe you're 70. And yeah. I want to feel good. I didn't want to have that phase and then, you know, just not be able to 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 live life and be active. So I started this, um, started it more um, like a concierge, like just people either coming to my home, we go into their homes. Um, okay. I'm doing things here and there, but I knew that weight loss, um, I needed to incorporate that because one, that's my passion. I know the struggle. And I know my patients struggle. You know, I have patients yeah. come to me. They're coming in women's health. A lot of times women are only seeing you for their care. They're not going for physicals. They're not going to get their eyes checked. Mm-hmm. They're going to get their pap smear. And oh, by the way, your blood pressure. Woo. You know, when's the last time you checked your cholesterol? Oh, you've gained 20 pounds. Yeah. So I have 15 minutes to address all of these concerns. And the main concern I've seen over the years is everybody's gaining weight. You know, mm-hmm. PCOS. Um, pregnancy, birth control, and of course, perimenopause and menopause. Mm-hmm. It pain is 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 a huge issue in the United States and disproportionately in um, in communities of color, African American and Latino communities. Okay. So it's something that I, I try to incorporate. Uh, I know my patients don't like that, but you know I try to incorporate because I I don't want to shame them, but I want them to pay attention because I want them to be healthy. And I know that five pounds turns to 10 pounds, turns to 20 pounds. Absolutely. You know, I've seen them. Did you over- notice a lot more post-pandemic? Um, oh, my gosh. Pandemic. The pandemic did a number on all of us. Yeah. Um, a combination of stress, um, not being able to go out, um, not being able. For me, it wasn't I wasn't able to go to the gym as usual. And then it was cold. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I, I like to run, but I don't like to run in the cold or the, the rain. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that had an effect. Food was our comfort for everybody. Yeah. You know? And I, I probably drank more wine than I've ever drunk in, you know, those two years of the pandemic. Because what else were you doing? Right. So I, I, I knew that even for me, someone that was active, um, a combination of my lifestyle and age. Um, I, at, at one point when I started to get back. I noticed like the weight was not coming off like it used to. It used to come off in like a month or two. And now I'm like struggling for a month and I haven't seen that scale change. And I know my patients go through the struggle. So that's what I wanted to incorporate. And I know that um, if you understand, if you study obesity medicine, you know, it's a lot more to weight gain than just diet and exercise. It's a lot more to weight loss than diet and exercise. You know, there are multiple factors that cause us to gain weight and to keep weight on. You know, a lot of people don't realize that their body adapts to that new weight. And so you try to lose weight. Your body's trying to keep you at your higher weight. So you're doing double the work just to get back to the higher weight. Mm -hmm. So it's a struggle, which, again, causes a lot of issues, you know, mentally, their motivation is happening. People give up. 
And so I figured I wanted to incorporate not just aesthetics. It's not just about Botox and, you know, fillers and stuff, because I want people to actually feel good and look good. Mm-hmm. So I incorporated um, weight loss. I incorporated um, like wellness shots and um, IV hydration, hormonal replacement, because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm big on um, holistic aesthetics. I'm big on regenerative aesthetics. I'm, I'm big on uh, helping us like help our bodies to actually heal itself, to actually repair um, damage and prevent, you know, prevent yeah. a lot of the health damages that we have over the years. And then I wanted to change the narrative for our community because we don't talk a lot, mm-hmm. you know, about waking. We don't talk a lot about obesity. We we value curves, which is which is something to be celebrated. Right. But there's a thin line between when you're curvy and when you're unhealthy. Right. So, right. A lot of our social our social aspects and connections are through food. You know, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of the camaraderie and our um, getting together is through food. That's how we connected from slavery on, yeah. even in other cultures in the Caribbean and Africa. Yeah. But no one ever teaches us where that balance is and where that limit is. And no mm-hmm. one wants to talk about when we've gotten to the point that you're like, your blood pressure is creeping up. You're you're in the unhealthy range, you know. You know, it may look good, but it, it's not going to be good for you in the long term. So and that's correlation. What I- you know, if we're talking about high blood pressure and we're talking about stress and you know, post pandemic, um, you know, depressive moods, things like that, all of those things, the hormone um, ba- balancing. Mm-hmm. Talk about talk about how that keeps weight on. Stress, okay. the, yeah. So and- stress. One of the number one triggers because stress causes cortisol release um, and not to get too technical, but cortisol is a stress hormone, mm-hmm. which is good in, in low number numbers, but constant cortisol, high cortisol levels causes increased blood pressure, causes reduced immunity, causes more inflammation. Um, again, it also causes um, your body to release sugar. Um, so it causes uh, your blood sugar to go higher. It causes increased insulin, which leads to insulin resistance, which leads to pre-diabetes and type 2 diabetes, which leads to weight gain. So mm-hmm. insulin, people don't realize insulin is not just to lower your blood sugar, but it actually mm-hmm. causes you to store sugar as fat. So when you're overproducing insulin, you're gaining, you're, you're gaining weight through fat. You're gaining fat stores, which causes more cortisol levels, which causes more, you know, inflammation, which causes other, you know, mental health issues related to weight gain on top of that. So it's this visual, vicious cycle of obesity mm-hmm. that comes into play that a lot of people don't talk about. And if you go to, you know, the average, you know, your PCP, they don't have time. They just say, you know, eat less, exercise more. Right. That's it. Yeah. You know, and, and that's not hormones. They don't I, talk about never, exactly. They that's don't true. talk about hormones, and that's a that's a big thing for us. For women, you know, mm-hmm. men get it too, but it's mm-hmm. it's really it's really awful for us because we have these hormonal shifts that happen before we even go to into into menopause or perimenopause. We start our metabolism starts slowing down in our twenties, um, slowly. You know, some faster than others, but mm-hmm. most people that freshman fifteen is not you know, out the blue. That's that's because that's usually around the time that our metabolism starts slowing down little by little. So incorporate, you know, lower estrogen levels, you know, incorporate um, even lower testosterone levels, you know, that actually causes us to lose muscle mass, which slows down our metabolism more, which causes us to gain weight. So it's this whole, and this, and this is why I wanted to incorporate this because I can actually talk to my clients individually and I can yeah. determine like, what's the main source, you know, what's going on with you. Some patients have PCOS, mm-hmm. you know, they're, they're going to be a limit. There's going to be a limit to what they can lose without their hormones being balanced. You know, some people are depressed. I have patients that are really depressed and they don't mm-hmm. really know they're depressed. 
You know, right. I work with their PCPs or their their um their psychologists or psychiatrists to actually say maybe you want to put them on a um a medication that has a better weight profile for them. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe you want to add something. You know, so I I learn my clients and I I, I decide. You know, I try to determine what causes their lets their weight gain. Mm-hmm. Um, what's the best plan for them and what motivates them? Because everybody's different. Mm-hmm. Everybody's different. Jen knows that we talk about you know what's going on with her. You know, what, mm-hmm. what What were your triggers this week? You know, yes. what are our goals? What, what would be, what would work for you? You know, mm-hmm. what works for her doesn't yeah. work for another patient, doesn't work for me. Right. I, I, I love that I'm able to, to individualize all of my plans for my patient instead of just mm-hmm. saying, you know, lose weight, you know, you just lose weight, exercise, eat less, you know, see you next year. And that yeah. was all I had. Definitely not enough. Definitely need a more holistic approach. Yeah. So let's talk about your relationship with Jen. What, what were you going to say, Jennifer? Go I ahead. wanted to just add, because we, we talk about the health um, aspect of it. And Dana hit mm-hmm. on one point, depression. People, some people are depressed. And there's a huge mm-hmm. research shows when people are depressed, they their coping mechanisms um, are lower. Like they're, so they like they might use food to cope. And mm-hmm. one, one thing that I, I'm in the mental health space. Um, I'm a licensed social worker. Okay. So I feel like um, the more isolated people are, the the mm-hmm. more the, the the more they're likely to be, you know, doing things that aren't going to be helpful. They might be, you know, using more, drinking more alcohol. They might be partying yeah. more. They might be eating more. So that, that's something else that is incorporating into the wellness plan because, you know, if you're if you're going into work and you have to adjust to that, like all these things, if you're isolated contributes to weight gain and, and all that other stuff. So I wanted just to make sure I, I hit on that piece too. Yeah. And the beauty about Dana, we talk about, you know, some of the things, the stressors that I'm going through, or at one time I was driving two hours to work. Um, mm. So we would talk about that and how to, yep. my motivation. So I want to make sure, you know, in terms of confidence, sometimes people are depressed and we want to speak to that too. And, and really that, that contributes to weight loss or weight gain in, in some instances. Exactly. Right. To both, depending yeah. on. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. for, for someone who is an emotional eater, I put on weight and I hear yeah. people say when they're depressed or stressed, they don't eat. I'm like, exactly. I would love to have that as a problem yeah. right now. <laughs> right. Yeah. The I'm the opposite. When I'm happy, I eat. I have yeah. happy weight. That's true. I have to be. I have to be mindful of that because yeah. I'll. I'll, I'll eat my way through <laughs> some happiness, yeah. but it's not a good thing. So, yeah. yeah. And then it's cyclical because then we put on the weight or we put on the weight that we don't want or yeah. we lose the weight that we do want. And then we're not feeling good about ourselves. Mm-hmm. And so then that keeps you inside even more or mm-hmm. keeps you from, um, you know, being social, being visible, right. all the things that we need to just maintain that healthy emotional and mental um, wellness. Yep. So yeah, definitely cyclical. And um, so I want to hear about your regimen. I know it's going to be different for everyone. And I love that. But tell us a little bit about what um, your relationship looks like, what your visit to the office looks like, what mm-hmm. your treatment plan looks like. You guys talk about that for me. So yeah, so I see Dana every week. Um, usually it's a Friday or Saturday. So I go in we do my weight, uh, like a weight check-in. We do my blood pressure, I think. Uh, and then we, we just start talking about just different things, what goals that I meet, what things were a challenge. So, we, so it's more of a conversation first. Mm-hmm. It's, it's more, you know, getting the vitals and then getting, um, you know, 
things, some of my goals, kind of reviewing those. Okay. Uh, and then we, uh, we go into the shots. I can't speak to what the shots are. Yeah. But I don't know what they are. Oh, wait. Yeah. So we usually, so we go through that. We go through our day. We'll also go through um, her response um, to the medication because it, it, it incorporates, um, it incorporates nutritional counseling, nutrition plan, um, your assessment, um, weight management, um, I mean, I'm sorry, weight measurement, um, okay. body mass, uh, like, a, like a biometric measurement. Um, and then um, it incorporates like nutrition, vitamin support and um, medication to actually help for um, appetite control, to control cravings, okay. um, actually, actually help with metabolism, like support your metabolism. So I have to go through um, everything with her. I have to go through her week, how well she did. You know, we go mm -hmm. back on our goals. I have to see her response to the medication to see if we're going to be adjusting it up or down. You know, okay. some people are having too much of an effect, some people not enough, or they've been, they've been on it for a while. So they start to plateau. So I might need to taper it up a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, and then we also talk about like how they're doing like lifestyle wise. Like, so what are you doing? Because again, this is not, it's not an easy out. This is just a, mm -hmm. a, a, an assistance to kind of help you like, to reach your goal because you can't, you'll lose weight, but you'll stop at a certain point if you're not making those lifestyle changes. This mm -hmm. allows people to be able to say, okay, um, I'm able to not eat past eight o'clock, you know, where I had really bad night eating, you know, mm -hmm. I'm able to not go for seconds where mm -hmm. I just, if food was in front of me, I would just keep eating, you know. Mm -hmm. um, it also helps that when they're working out, they're actually seeing like an, an effect because their medication, their um, injections actually help to boost your metabolism and boost your body's ability to burn fat and lose weight. So in addition to helping to control appetite, if they're working out like they should or not even, mm -hmm. not sure, but if they're actually doing some physical activity, they'll notice a change in that scale because these medications are helping kind of to reset her metabolism back to where it was, you know, 10 years ago. Okay. So is this hormone... It is actually a hormone. It's it's, it's actually a um it's actually a um uh metabolic metabolism and appetite hormone. Um okay. so originally it was um they, they used it, it was like a newer diabetic or diabetes medication okay. um, that they realized that patients were having the added benefit of actually losing weight. Ah. So they modified it um from an oral to an injection and from a daily injection to a weekly injection and then approved it um for weight management. So they modified a little bit so that it it's not it's not because it was using as, as an adjunct to diabetes. So it wasn't really like lowering blood sugar, but it was helping the other medications. Mm -hmm. But it actually was causing people to have less cravings because it was it was working on their reward center of their brain. It was slowing how quickly mm -hmm. their stomach emptied so that they felt full longer and not mm -hmm. were hungry within an hour. So those been they modified it um, and not for diabetes management before weight management. So the dosage is different. Um, the formulation is slightly different, but they um, it's one of the newer ones and it's actually one of the most effective ones out of all the weight loss medication. So it's, uh, so they're the ones that I have, I use their weekly injections. Um, you know, some people it's an inconvenience for, but for me, I, I we need that. We need that face to face. You know, I, I want you to see the scale because right. it motivates people. It's very you know, see that scale going down, even they feel like they didn't do as well as they thought they did, and mm -hmm. they see it still going down. Then people are like, "I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start walking this week. I'm gonna do this." It just it keeps going because nothing saps that motivation as to putting in all of this work and not seeing that scale budge. And you yeah. know, you did everything right. 
Yeah. So yeah. This I, can, I can speak to that too. I mean, even though, you know, so I did the ideal program and this was before the pandemic that I did it. So I could go in every Saturday and get weighed and get measured. And so there was this, you know, just real accountability because I knew mm -hmm. I had to face them every week. And I wanted to see, I, I think I wanted to see success. I wanted them to be pleased as well. So as much as I wanted it for myself, I wanted the reward. I wanted the applause. Like, yes, you're doing it. That makes, I have one of my clients, yeah. she said, I'm, I'm motivated by shame. So I come in here and I want to yeah. see the scale go down. So you don't, so you don't look at me with those eyes. And I'm never, I'm never, I'm always positive because it's a process. You know, you're changing habits that you've developed over years. Yes. And it's going to take a while. This is the goal of this is for sustainable weight loss. Yes. It's not a crash diet. It's not a, you know, lose weight for a wedding and then get off of it. You know, I want you to develop habits that you're going to keep for a lifetime. And eventually, yes, do people gain weight? They'll eventually gain weight over the years because that's how our, our metabolism works. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, physiological changes happen that everything starts to slow down over the years. But, you know, is it can you go back on it? You can definitely go back. Are there changes that you've made within you mentally, um, physically in your schedule that you're going to that's going to keep you from gaining a whole bunch of weight? Mm -hmm. And also want to give you the tools to be able to go back and say, OK, I know what I need to do. I started to gain five pounds. Let me, you know, tweak my diet a little bit. Let me cut back on these, you know, mm -hmm. simple carbs or this extra wine I was drinking. And, you know, you're more cognizant of what you're taking in and what you're doing. And so that helps you manage it for the long term. And that's really what I'm here for. Okay. So are there, are there conversations that initial visit when we, when they go in, are there conversations about meal planning, about nutrition, yes. about, um, you know, more discipline, is there journaling? Are we do. I have, so I have patients. Yeah. I have patients uh, using apps. Some are very good about using them. Some of them don't. So, but we'll, but <laughs> I know, I know everybody's different. So I, I, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm more gentle, encouraging. I'm not about better mm -hmm. people because I know how hard it is to get motivated to get to that point. But once you get it, mm -hmm. you'll be, you'll be, you'll do it. So you do have an app. You are supposed to track your, your meals. Mm -hmm. Um, some people are very, they, they work well by having a rigid diet plan, which I do provide. Like you have recipes, daily recipes. Um, you'll know, which, and some people just want a guide. And I have that as well. Some people want a guide of what they can and can't eat and mm -hmm. how, how they want to do it themselves because they, they only like certain foods. So I, I, I have that option for both you know, whatever clients. And then I also have some that I'm like, we're going to start off stricter and then we're going to, we're going to, you know, be loosen up a little bit once you get closer to your go weight, or we're going to ease you into this because mm -hmm. that's not your ministry. You're just not good at, you know, tracking mm -hmm. what you eat. So I'm going to ease you into this. Okay. And then the next month we're going to get them on a more strict regimen because everybody's different. It just, I just, I'm a firm mm -hmm. believer that it, everything doesn't apply at 20 years. I know that what I, my patients are motivated by different things. My, yeah. my technique, my style, my plan, it has to be, I have to involve my, my patients with that. Cause it's, I can, I can put all this work into it. If it's not for them, if it doesn't, if it doesn't work for their lifestyle, mm -hmm. um, or they see their journey in health, they're not, mm -hmm. not going to do, they're not going to do it. So I know that I need to incorporate this with them together. And I feel like that patients are more eventually, you know, even the slow, you know, responders, once mm -hmm. they start seeing that they're getting that weight, they trust me over the time they start getting motivated to get. I had one client who lost 30 pounds, um, didn't do anything. 
Yeah. After that 30 mm-hmm. pounds, though, by that third month, he started going back to the gym and he gained weight during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. He was like, you know, I, I feel I want to start bulking up. Like it motivated him. It took him out of that funk that yeah. he had been in from having to be, you know, be active and play football to having to do school online. You know, mm-hmm. so, yeah. it, so I, I'm, I'm a firm believer in this program. I know it works. And I'm a firm believer that we all have it in us. We just have to find out how, how it works best for us. You know, what what style works best for us and then go with it. Mm-hmm. And what are you finding other people come in for since we're having this conversation about body confidence? What other services do you provide that, you know, attract people and help boost self-esteem or what other what other what are the other reasons people make their way to your office? Um, uh, so people, a lot of people go. So I, like I said, I, have, I deal with women's health. I have a lot of patients with PCOS um, and they what have hair that? growth. Um, okay. I'm sorry, polycystic ovarian syndrome. Okay. Um, it, and it's a it's a, a, a hormonal um, syndrome that they deal with long term, but it causes weight gain. It causes infertility and it causes it, it causes the imbalance of hormones. It causes like hair growth. Um, so I have patients come in for that. I do uh, painless days for hair removal. So they they come in for that because they they're either tired of the waxing or the waxing causes like darkening areas. So they get mm-hmm. the the um, laser hair removal and it's and it's painless. So they don't want to do the the traditional lasers. Um, I have patients come in a lot for like skin changes. So hormones adult acne, mm-hmm. birth control. I have a lot of patients come in with skin issues. So I do uh, provide medical skin care with the ZO Skin Health. Um, um, fortunately for, for, you know, for my patients, cause I deal with mostly people of color, wrinkles aren't that big of an issue, okay. but, um, skin discolorations are. So, you know, actually yeah. having peels, you know, uh, chemical pills to kind of reset, um, brighten the skin, uh, uh, skin brightening creams that are, you know, that actually help with skin discoloration. So they come in for that. And then a lot of just other, we have a lot of other things with aging, like dark circles and, um, and like, I guess, like a loss of like collagen in our face. So um, I also do like co- cosmetic threads for like under eyes, um, for lifts under the chin, you know, so it's, it's multiple things. Some mm-hmm. people, most people come in for, for waking, but then they notice like, oh, you know, I do want to do some of these dark yeah, circles. Yeah, I'm like, what is or, this? You know, I'm I'm this. Out. Can I do this? <laughs> Can I do this pill? I'm like, if you're, just let me know when you want to do this pill because there are a lot of other hormonal issues with waking. So hormones cause other problems with our skin, mm-hmm. problems with hair loss, hair gain, you know, hair growth. So there are other things, other um, issues than in the, the one-offs of the people that are coming in for hangover IVs. So mm-hmm. that's always sporadic. You know, people don't plan to come in for a hangover, but you know, they'll come in for it. So, okay. Hangover yeah. IVs. Yeah. I've heard of those. Are that it's the B12 infusions or something like that? Yeah. It's B12, yeah. magnesium. Um, there's some other thing. There's some immunity infusions too for, um, they, I've seen that more too during, during the flu season and stuff, people come mm-hmm. on for the immunity boost shots. So they do come. So I just mm-hmm. want to, I'd like to incorporate, like I said, I feel like it's not about looking good, but it's about feeling good, actually yes. internal and out. So yeah. it's no point you you know your face is tight you know and your blood pressure is you know you know 180 over 100 you know it's no point you know you you looking good but then you're not fitting right in your clothes like your your face looks good you know yeah. you you know you don't have a wrinkle on it but you know the rest of you is jacked up so I'm like I'm I'm a, I'm a firm believer in like holistic aesthetics mm-hmm. so you know I wanted to offer services that can deal with multiple issues of aesthetics and what you feel like is beautiful to you how you feel beautiful. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. How you feel confident? And I and I I like this conversation now. I didn't realize you um, come from a um, that you were in social work, mental health mm-hmm. background. So together, um, you know, I want to hear from both of you then. So for this holistic approach to wellness and body confidence and having a positive self-image regardless of what you're going through mm-hmm. as you go through it. Yeah. What can we do to claim reclaim that confidence to be confident while we're in this transition, while we're working on ourselves? What are some things we can do? So one of the things I share, and I've said this in a previous episode too, um, shout out to Crystal and Divas and Dolls. I took I took pole dancing. Hey. Yeah. yeah. And it was it was it, it was for nothing more. You know, I wasn't trying to be a dancer. <laughs> I didn't even want to get really, really good at it. It was really just about still feeling sensual mm-hmm. and feeling confident and kind of dominating, you know, the room, the space mm-hmm. I'm in while I'm going through what I'm going through. So Mm -hmm. things like that. What can we do to still feel good about ourselves, still feel sexy, still feel, you know, like the amazing women we are, the baddies we are in spite of not feeling our best body wise? So for me, I would say just having, you know, being realistic and and just taking things day by day. For me, I remember when I went in to see Dana, the first thing I remember from a booklet she gave me was the intermittent fasting. And I just remember for me seeing that and like, that's something, that's a goal that I could do. I have something I can incorporate into my life. And then as I, you know, check off that goal and I'm meal prepping for me, that was like my practical thing that I could do. So when I checked that goal off, Mm -hmm. I was like, yes, you know, it made me more confident. Or when people would see me and say, your face looks smaller Mm -hmm. or your waist looks smaller. To me, that made me more confident because I was getting positive or being affirmed in a, a positive way. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But I also think too, is if your thing is being social, if you're, so you, so you have to know who you are, like it's part of itself awareness. So if you know that for you, go, you know, you still want to go out and do something like you mm-hmm. still want to, um, you know, be social. Like for me, it was brunch. So if I go to brunch, I got to be very mindful, you know, and I'm still going to be social, but I got to be very mindful about where I go, how much I eat. So that helped me like be more confident. Okay, I can still go to brunch. I don't have to miss that social part of who I am, but I'm going to also let my friends know that this is my goal. We all are working together to to make sure that um, we're helping each other and especially me because I'm trying to lose weight. To me, that made me a little bit more confident seeing that scale every week I go in, For seeing sure. the numbers go down. Yeah. Um, and then I, I would also say, um, you know, really just uh, be give yourself uh, compassion, give yourself grace mm-hmm. because weight loss is not easy. Um, so from a from a, I think sometimes we beat up ourselves, and I in in so. For, for people just starting small is going to help you build your confidence. Seeing that goal, you know, being completed yeah. is the first step and, and knowing who you are, knowing what works for you. Um, but for me, again, being social, I'm still able to be social, but I'm also able to lose weight. Um, and that's impressive. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't know how that's doable. 
Yeah, <laughs> honestly, <laughs> not for me anyway. <laughs> so I also have a meal. Go out and enjoy brunches, and no, I don't do it as much. So I have I've had okay. to like I can't do it every weekend like I used to. And I also have a meal prep person mm -hmm. who um, prepares meals for me. So I okay. had to tell her, hey, instead of rice, can you put cauliflower in there, or can you put okay. more vegetables? Or can you? So I had to be. That's why self awareness in terms of your confidence, yeah. knowing who you are, like really is important. Like I know for me. Going to the gym right now may not be my priority, but even if I, and me and Dana talk about this, me just going for a walk, if I'm on vacation, you know, me going for a walk and, and being able to complete that. Oh, I feel so good about myself when I completed yeah. that goal. Mm -hmm. I think that, her, you know, Dana and I were talking about and I completed it. Like, I feel like a boss when I, you know what I mean? Like yeah. at the end of the week. If you I walk on vacation in the middle of your party and enjoying, you still took that time yes, to yes. go out and walk. I a lot this summer. So like, I, it, the fact that you even packed the clothes to be able to work out on the vacation, I yeah. applaud you for that. You, all you need is one piece. All you need is a one piece of sneakers. <laughs> Oh goodness! So then, the, then also the alcohol—we didn't talk about that. Yeah, that's a hard part of being social yeah. too. And it is. It's, it's having limits. Alcohol. It's having limits. It's being prepared. Um, if you're if you're managing your weight, you can enjoy. Like you don't have to be. Which is why I'm not very strict with what I with what I um the plan that I give out because I feel like if you're too strict, as soon as you light up, you're yeah. just going to go all the way left. Yeah. So I'm like, you can have alcohol, you know, you might want to not do it the first month, but you can incorporate it and you got to limit it. You know, okay. if you're going to have wine, you're going to have red wine. You're not going to have, right. you know, sangria. You're not going to have right. Moscato, you know, right. you're not going to have okay. sweet wine. You're going to have red wine. If you're going to have liquor, you're going to have vodka or you're going to have unflavored tequila and you're going to mix it with um, a spritzer or you can mix it with a diet Coke. It, it doesn't matter. It's just the lowest okay. calories you can have it. You can have to be prepared in your head. Like this is what I'm going to have. Mm -hmm. um, and that's it. You look ahead at the menus when you go yeah. brunching or you go out to eat, look at the menu and see what you can have as an alternative. You can have some steak and you can have like, like Jen said, you can have like cauliflower rice or, or roasted Brussels sprouts instead of a baked potato. And you can eat and be full and not sacrifice flavor for that. But she plans ahead. She thinks yeah. about yeah. what she's doing and saying, I'm, I'm going to go out, but let me look and see what's there for me. Oh, okay, I'm going to have this and that. And then you're not tempted. Right. You know, you already have a game plan. I can't do happy hours. I used to be at a happy hour every night. Not every night, but, you know, at least three to four times a week. I just can't do mm -hmm. that anymore. I have to be very realistic. You know, if I'm going to have a glass of wine, it's going to be at home. If, if that or wait till the weekend and, you know, do my thing. So I've had to be very, um, you know, I have to know myself, you know, and, and hey, I'm, I'm selfish. I'm not going to do that tonight. Mm -hmm. or, mm -hmm. You know, can we, can we go walking instead of going to happy hour? So I've been okay. very intentional about that too. So just knowing That's myself. important. What you're, yeah. what you're saying right now, the emotional support, being able yeah. to communicate to your friends what you need to do and they be supportive instead of, Right. Oh, come on. You can do it this one right. night or, yeah. you know, that sort of thing. People side eye you when you say you're not going to drink, you know, or family because family yeah. like to, you know, I have a, yeah. you know, Caribbean uh, influence. Uh, my fiance mm -hmm. is Caribbean and they like a lot of rice and like eat. I just can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> I can't. Like, so. yeah. And then another thing. Go ahead. I was going to say, just to go back when you were saying, what can you do to make yourself feel better? Mm -hmm. um, I find, um, doing things for yourself because we as women we tend to do things for everyone else and we forget about ourselves yeah. little things actually make a difference going out getting your hair done getting some lashes you know getting a, a pedicure buying a new shirt you know mm -hmm. little things actually that improve your appearance outwardly 
when you, cause I feel like people, they start to not like, I don't, oh, it doesn't matter. I don't care. But then it starts to reflect inwardly. And then, you know, mm-hmm. when people start, they feel better about themselves. They're, they're coming out. They have a different glow to them. They're doing mm-hmm. their hair. They bought some earrings, you know, they put mm-hmm. a little lipstick on, you know, and it's not for anyone else. It's for themselves. So I yeah. feel like even when you don't feel it, you know, getting up, you know, brushing your hair, making sure you look cute for you, yep. not yep. for impress anyone else, not yep. to impress people, doing it for yourself. It actually helps that, that, that energy and motivation within you and you'll feel yeah. better about it and you'll pay more attention to you. So, and pay more attention to how you look, pay more, you pay more attention to how you feel, you know, you pay more attention to what you want out of light. Like, I don't want to go up these steps and be out of breath. You know, I want to be, you know, I want to be in this gym. So you start, you start, like it motivates you to do more for yourself. And so I feel like even just the, the little things can actually mm-hmm. are steps to actually help you feel better overall. So one of the things I've been struggling with um, because it's catch 22. I don't feel good about myself when I'm putting on clothes that I can't fit. Mm-hmm. So I've been saying, okay, why don't you go shopping? You know, give this wardrobe an overhaul, buy things that fit and make you feel good and look good. But I still want to lose the weight. Mm-hmm. So it's a struggle with saying, yes, let me buy the clothes that fit and make me feel good and look good. But it's not where you want to be. My it's not where you want to be. So, yeah. and, and that's, and that's, that's key because it's yeah. like, if you really, if that's not really your goal, it's just a, it's just a quick fix. It's a bandaid on an issue. You really haven't addressed what you, what was the real problem was it was there. You're not where you used to be. You know, what that looks like for you is different for everybody. But if you're like, I'm used to being, you know, a size 10 and I'm a size 16, you know, or I'm used to being a size 16 and I'm a size 24, whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm used to being an eight, whatever looks good for you. Buying new clothes is just another fix, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So it's still, so it still doesn't, it's a temporary fix and it's a temporary feel good. But at the end of the day, you haven't addressed what really bothered you to begin with. Mm-hmm. So being like realistic with yourself and then understanding, which I think I, a lot of people have a hard time with is that sometimes you need help, you know? Mm-hmm. There are a lot of things with waking that are beyond your control. Right. You know, you yeah. can do everything right. Yeah. And do hormones, age, mm-hmm. um, and just regular, you know, metabolic adaptation, your body's not going to lose that weight or it's, it's going to take forever. And you're going to have to almost starve yourself and work out, you know, seven days a week to try to get close to where you want to be. Mm-hmm. And it's not your fault. So sometimes knowing that I need a little assistance. If yes. it's temporary, if it's if it's a meal plan, if it's vitamin shots, if it's medication that helps suppress my appetite until I get my 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 diet back to where it is and I'm back mm-hmm. to eating like healthy foods, that's fine. You know, we we all have to recognize that there are a lot of things about this that are beyond our control. And it's right. okay to say, hey, I, I want a little assistance because at the right. end of the day, you're doing the work. You're still doing the work. Yeah. Right. You know? And, and yeah. also like, give yourself grace. Like I was holding on to clothes I wore in college. Like so. Like, of course, I'm going to feel bad about clothes when I was in my 20s. Like, I have to be realistic. Right. I'm never going to fit. I'm, I'm not looking to fit back into the clothes I was in when I was in my 20s or right. my early 30s. So it's OK to let them things go and yeah. then, you know, work on the clothing that really fits my body, you know, really yeah. work on, you know, that look. So sometimes it's, it's a little bit of that, too. You got to really be realistic. Is it are you holding on to something because it? you know, that they're, they're older clothes and you want to go mm-hmm. way back there or, mm-hmm. you know, are there pieces that you definitely want to get back into it and it's realistic for you? Um, and, and sometimes seeing yourself in a, a better fit, 
Yeah. Um, well, customized makes you feel good too. That's a, that's an important piece too. Being realistic. Like yeah. we're not going to get back to 20. We're just not. Our body's going to be different. <laughs> you know, what the age, the weight gain, the childbirth, the whatever, you know, yeah. surgery, we, our body's different. Being realistic yeah. to what that looks like for you now at this stage in your life. Mm-hmm. You know, some people are trying to get back. And I mean, we've talked about this, Jen, where you wanted to with your goal. I was like, eh, I don't think that's going to look good on you now. Right. I was like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe that's, a, that's what you were thinking of when you were 20. But I think it's you're yeah. just going to fall ahead if we go down to there. Like, I don't think it's going mm-hmm. to look as good as you think it's going to look. Because in your mind, you're still there. Being realistic, it, yeah. you can look this yeah. weight and you, you'll be the bomb and you'll still have your curves and you'll be healthy, yes. which is more important out of all of this is you'll be healthy, right. you know? So mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's being realistic with that and then being realistic with, you know, when my client's like, this is a good goal for you or this is a good starting goal. Mm-hmm. Let's start here. And then we'll reevaluate once you get those first 30 pounds, we'll go again. You know, let's see if that if you want to go more or what else do we need to do? But being realistic helps people not judge themselves harshly, because mm-hmm. when you feel like I need to be there and I'm nowhere near that, that that I- negative self-talk is even more detrimental. Yeah. I had to throw them clothes away, girl. I had to throw them away. <laughs> you probably don't want to wear them anyway. We all dressed like we were going to a business happy hour in, <laughs> in the early 2000s. We didn't want those clothes. <laughs> we all look business casual. I don't, we didn't want that. <laughs> That's true. That, yeah. Looking good. This is a def- definitely a, like when I think about the stuff that um, I, I want to put on um, because they still accentuate the things that I like about my body. Like, don't get me wrong. If I stand in front of the right mirror, mm-hmm. I don't even want to lose weight someday. Right. Exactly. I'm in front of the right mirror. Mm-hmm. But that wrong mirror <laughs> makes you want to change change your ways. Mm-hmm. So there are some outfits, like a lot of my bodysuits, you know, when I see the length of my legs, like I've always liked having really long legs and to see, you know, my curves, to see the hips and th- those things. I can wear those regard. I can go up, up and down probably four sizes and still wear those. So I, maybe I buy more of those. Exactly. Transition pieces is what we'll yes. <laughs> Honor and value what you love about yourself. You know what I'm saying? Remember that too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, ladies, I could go on and on. I think I could pick both of your brains um, all night long, but Let's at least let people reach out to you if they have questions. Jennifer, you've been really open about your journey. So maybe they can pick your brain. Um, Why don't you guys share the ways that people can connect with you and where they can find you? Oh, okay. So I am Jennifer Leah on Facebook. I'm Genuine Solutions on Instagram. So J-E-N-N-U-I-N-E Solutions. And then okay. people can always get me on DMV Does in the Facebook group, on our page, on our Instagram, DMV Does, D-O-E-S, DMV, DMV, D-O-E-S. So you can reach me. I'm always on my phone. You can always, I'm very transparent, I'm very upfront. So you can, right. no question is a, a offensive to me. And yeah. I, anything that can help someone else, I'm, I'm here to do it. So I appreciate that. Yeah, you responded instantly. <laughs> And are you also in DMV Does? I, know I am. I'm, I'm in DMV Does. My okay. my Facebook name is uh, Dana A. Green. Um, I, I keep my name, maiden name because sometimes patients are very <laughs> vigilant about I've been practicing for a long time. Yeah. So sometimes it's, I can't connect with all of my patients because they send a, inappropriate questions through Facebook when they should be <laughs> sending at the clinic. But but I'm also there. So I don't. So that's my primary care clinic. But 
uh, Dana A. Green on Facebook. I have um, Integrate Med Spa, um, which is the, the business page. Um, I'm um, um, Dr. Dana NP on Instagram. Okay. Um, I'm the, um, the Libra Aesthetic on uh, TikTok. So I have a TikTok page. And then our, the website is uh, www.integratemedspa.com. And that's I-N-T-E-G-R and the number eight medspa.com. I have a, you know, reach out to us, connect with us. You can send there if you have questions about, hey, I want to know more about this. Or I want to schedule like this. You can send it right through there. My friend desk person is very responsive. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm bad about social media just because I'm so busy, probably better through Instagram than Facebook, but I will eventually reach out to you. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, I probably need a, a social media person because I just... I've been the Air National Guard, so that's I'm just I'm all over the place. So I just haven't been on social media as much. Uh, but um, you can reach me through all of that. I, I I will get back one way or another. And I love again, I love talking about aesthetics. I love talking about women's health. I love talking about weight loss. So I'm I'm very open about anything. I just love educating, and I love um, I love empowering women. And that's just what I went into this field for. So. Yeah. Thank you. Well, where is the where's the facility located? Be sure oh, so my, my clinic is actually located in Crofton, Maryland, um, right off of Route 3. Uh, it's um, uh, 2411 Crofton Lane, Suite 25A in Crofton, Maryland. Okay. So right on the border of um, Anne Arundel and PG. So I'm right in between. And um, again, it's it's uh, usually appointment only. I'm, I'm, I'm there on the weekends, but I usually have appointments before, but people can walk in if they have questions and certain simple things I can, you know, like vitamin shots or IVs, I do walk-ins, but other, th- other things, I, you know, of course I need appointments or consults for, but I also do virtual consults as well. So if you have questions about things, I'll do a virtual without you having to come in if you're not sure if it's for, right for you and they're complimentary. So they're not, there's no cost. Okay. All right. And you said that's through the, um, through the appointments, Okay. Yeah, so that you can go through, you can call um, or you can go through um, uh, www.integratemedspa.com mm-hmm. um, and then put in a, you know, book with us and then they'll reach right out and they'll ask you what date or time or they'll call you if you prefer. And then you just set up a, a virtual consult with me and we'll, we'll just like this, we'll go through whatever you're, you know, what are you looking for? You know, what I have and whether you're a good candidate and whether it's right for you. Perfect. The beauty of social media to make these connections. Like I would not have been where I am today if I didn't connect with Dana. So the beauty. I know, but I'm so glad I could. Like I said, the 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 beauty of DMV does is that Jenna stayed true to her her vision of being positive and being all inclusive Mm -hmm. and connecting people. And I Mm -hmm. think that has contributed to the success mm-hmm. of it because mm-hmm. it, it's, it's definitely a genuine group. It's, it's different from anything from social media. It's, um, it, it's a purpose in it. And it's a very positive um, overall like message or mm-hmm. uh, agenda with the group that mm-hmm. I love. You know, it's going to rub people, some people the wrong way, but you know, that's social media, but they're also not the people that you want to, at least not right. who I want to connect with. So right. um, yeah. Uh, yeah, so I, it's a very I, controlled environment. I was yeah. very impressed. Yeah, but I mean, it's very positive. And yeah. so I think even through anything you're looking for, pretty much you can get it's through there. there. It's yeah. there. And all that started with a couple dozen women Just having brunch. brunch on the talking. The magic, the yeah. magic of women. Let's eat. Well, is there anything else you guys want to conclude with that I haven't covered or asked? Go ahead and share. 
Um, I, I just, I think we've covered a lot. I think, you know, I think I just, you know, want to put out the importance of people looking and feeling good at whatever that means to you. It's not, it's not the standard of everyone. I think we have a lot of unrealistic expectations with social media and all of these body images that are not attainable. But I think everybody doing what's right for you, what feels good in your mind, I think that's more important, you know, than trying to attain to these, you know, um, you know, aspire to these unattainable standards. Yeah. So, and I'm glad you have a forum like this that we're, you. you know, encouraging and empowering people across different aspects of their life. So, thank you. Thank you. And so I also much. would say, um, from a social and personal standpoint, take risks. Mm-hmm. Like life is too short. I work with patients who are six months. You know, they're going to pass away in six months at the end stage of life. Mm-hmm. So you have to take risks. You have to, you know, whether that's taking a risk with your weight loss, being social, making new connections. Do that. That helps you with your confidence. That helps you realize what you're able to do. So go ahead and do that. Life is definitely too short. That's for sure. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you both. Jen, thank you for being so transparent with your journey. I will be following you and staying inspired. (laughs) And I'm committed to getting these pounds off too. So I'll keep you. We'll do it together. We'll do it together. All of us will. Trust me. Perfect. Perfect. Thank you, ladies, so much. I'm going to let you get back to your lives. Thank you for having us. And I'll see you next week. I'm coming to get that cream. (laughs) (laughs) Just reach out. I'll give you my number. (laughs) (laughs) 